Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Great hour two of our show, one o'clock hour here. We got you till two o'clock Eastern. Scott Farrell, of course, coming up a little bit later on the program. In play live, we have a lot of discussion coming up tonight on the NBA, but this hour we focus some on fantasy football and some, of course, on the NBA as well. We got fantasy reality coming up, no doubt about that. You heard Chris's update here at the top of the hour. Let's get to hours here on this Thursday. The Colorado Avalanche are the favorites to win the 2022 Stanley Cup. So maybe this is the Tampa Bay Lightning going to use that as material going into their season next year. Of course, game two of the NBA Finals is tonight from Phoenix, as the Suns are prohibitive favorites once again to take game two. Dodgers and Marlins are underway with Miami leading one to nothing. Three more games set to start this afternoon. One starts in about an hour between Houston and Oakland. And Shohei Otani is the number one seed for the Home Run Derby, which is, of course, next Monday night. And we'll have that covered for you here on SportsGrid. But going into tonight's NBA game, you would look at it and think that the Suns are huge favorites to win the series and big favorites to win tonight. And then you go back and you look at some of the Bucks series and previous series in the playoffs this year and last year. And for whatever reason, they just haven't gotten off to good starts, which seems to be the narrative that the Bucs are using going into game two after losing game one. And that's what their forward center, P.J. Tucker, says going into this one. I thought we lost, so you didn't find it good enough. <laughs> Some over, you know, over a series that you got to figure out. Um, each game's different. You got to figure out each game, make your adjustments and make more adjustments and make more and just uh, so on and so forth. You know, it's how a series goes. Um, we haven't had a good good uh, record with the uh, first games of the series. So obviously this doesn't bother us at all, uh, but we're competitors. We want to win and we're going to do everything we got to to win game two. Kind of makes you go back, Davis, and start looking and saying, oh, that's right. The Bucks lost against the Hawks, and the Bucks lost against the Heat, and the Bucks lost against all these other teams. And it makes you think, uh, man, like there's a chance that maybe this is not that big a deal, and at least that's the way the Bucks are looking at it. And, you know, some of that is coaching. Uh, Budenholzer is going to tell them, hey, look, we lost this. Doesn't mean anything. Tell the media that, too, to get us sort of on board. But then the data does back it up that game ones have not been pretty for Milwaukee, and games two has been pretty good. I mean, if you were P.J. Tucker and you guys just went toe-to-toe with Kevin Durant and James Harden, like, and then you beat the Hawks, why would, why would they be sweating it? Like, I, 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 feel like, I feel like there's no reason for them to sweat it. And, and, and you, you see this with teams like Milwaukee. Like, those guys, guys like P.J. Tucker, it feels like kind of like LeBron's old teammates, right? Like, you know, Mike Miller is sitting there looking at LeBron like, of course we're going to win. We got LeBron. And so, you know, P.J. Tucker and Bobby Portis are probably sitting there on the bench going, of course we're going to win. We got Giannis. Like, Giannis, that's my guy. Like, he's going to do it for us. And I, I actually, one of the things I love the most about the NBA is kind of those interpersonal relationships. You you see that the most in the NBA, right? Only 15 guys on the roster. Really only eight guys ever play. 
They don't have helmets on. Big difference between the NBA and the NFL and why the NBA has, you know, bigger stars and things like that. So I, I love I these these sound bites that we've had for the finals and for the conference finals. I've really enjoyed you pulling them because it's just so cool to hear these guys, you know, talk about how they're feeling about the games and how they feel about their teammates. Yeah, and, and I think that that's the whole part of this is that we tend to be prisoners of the moment in all of sports and forget and and you you brought up a really good point because I forgot. I mean, it's, it feels like forever since they played the Nets. Like I completely forgot about that. That's right. Milwaukee played the Nets and beat them in Game Seven. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna panic after losing Game One. You know, I, I definitely don't think that is going to be the case for sure. Um, okay, uh, shifting over real quick. I know we're gonna talk a lot of fantasy football coming up, and I know that you're still playing in the uh, Scott Fishbowl. We're gonna pivot away from that a little bit today. But any interesting picks for you here? You know what? Let's do this. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead with that. Yes. My bad. Yeah. David, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. So I, I'm no, I mean, I am, uh, I am, I am completely with you. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you for sure. I just, uh, I thought we, I thought we had sound playing there. So that's on me. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Little bit of, of confusion. Let me re-ask the question. I'll make it very simple. Uh, Scott Fishbowl, you're still in it. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different as opposed to talking about the picks that you made. Have you made any interesting picks in the last 24 hours that you'd like to talk about? You know, the one interesting situation I had, and I'm, I want I want your opinion on it, on if I did the right thing or not. This league really rewards extra tight end scoring, right? You know, you get, you get the extra half point PPR, you get the extra first per first down. But I'm also very thin on running back, and I took Devin Singletary for the Buffalo Bills instead of mm. Gerald Everett as my second tight end. I, I, and I don't have very many running backs either, but that was the decision I made, and I wonder if you think I did the right thing or not. Do you like Devin Singletary? Well, I, I mean, in that format, like what you're kind of, I mean, you hate to say it, but what you're kind of hoping for is the other guy gets hurt. Like, I think that's kind of the deal there. But in a, in a deep league, best ball type thing, we're all doing that in every draft. We're all taking, at some point, the other guy. And, and you know what, Davis, the same person in your league that, that took Moss is probably thinking the same thing. Like they took Moss and they're thinking they're they're hoping for an injury. I hate to hope for injuries. That's kind of it though. All right. More fantasy football discussion is coming up here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. So make sure you stay with us as we'll be back on the grid in just two minutes. Don't go away. More fantasy sports today. Next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. NFL training camp opening. There are some of you who are getting ready for early fantasy football drafts, and we are as well. 
And the other fun part about fantasy football is that once you kind of get through July and into August, Davis, you have a pretty good idea in terms of average draft position from people who have been doing this in July. Why is that important? I think that some people would say that it's not. It's too early. You shouldn't be drafting this early. And I am one of those people. But I would also guess, Davis, that the people that are drafting early are the ones who are super into it and the ones who are really more knowledgeable than the rest because the average person, even though I consider myself really good at what I do with fantasy, my preference is to not draft until August because I want the most information. But the people who are doing this in June and July uh, are are just so intense on it, like yourself, that you kind of have to know what's going on in these early months. So that's how I look at ADP at this point. And that's what we're going to do here on the show today. Yeah, I mean, I I am with you that uh, I got to, I have no issue with the idea that drafting this early is uh, is stupid, right? Like it's uh, you certainly you do not have the most crystal clear amount of information, but I love fantasy football. I love to draft. I want to be in as many leagues as possible. I want to do five hundred best ball drafts. I want to have action out, you know, left, right, and center. And the other point that you make is true, which is the the average draft position right now. This is a real iron sharpens iron situation, right? This is not uh, casual, you know, drafters on right. on Labor Day weekend. Like this is people who are really into it, doing a lot of research. Um, and so I think the ADP right now, you'll see it tends to be fairly sharp. All right. So let's start off today and we're going to do a little take them or leave them segment here, which essentially means we're going to look at the player and Davis will make the call. Maybe I'll jump in as well and decide whether or not at this ADP I would select the player. Now, let's start off with the New York Jets and their wide receiver in Jamison Crowder. His ADP is 167 overall, and last year he caught 59 passes, 699 receiving yards, six touchdowns on 89 targets. Now, let's also use the caveat here, Davis, most people are going to play in 12-team leagues, most people are going to play with two running backs, a couple of receivers, a flex. And, and some of this could very well be based on the construction of your team making a choice. So we're kind of putting this in a vacuum here and just more or less, I guess you're telling us how you feel about Crowder more than anything else. But you're sitting on this. You need a wide receiver three, let's say, Davis, or a flex. Are you taking Jamison Crowder, 167? Yeah, so I, you again make another great point. This is uh, this is kind of a drafting for your life situation. You get to do one fantasy football draft. Would you take Jamison Crowder here? Because the answer is, I'm fine with Jamison Crowder. I don't love him. I do not take him very often. And again, you know, I, I'm generally doing a couple drafts a day on these best ball platforms. I think Crowder has a lot of competition, and a lot of competition has never suited Crowder that well. Uh, For example, the most targets of his career came in 2019 for the New York Jets. In that season, the other players he were playing with was Robbie Anderson, more of a deep threat, Le'Veon Bell, and aging Demarius Thomas, and tight ends like Ryan Griffin and Daniel Brown. When he has had more competition, he has seen a fewer amount of targets. They signed Corey Davis in free agency. They draft Elijah Moore in the NFL draft. They still have Denzel Mims, who was a high second round pick last season. I, you know, I I think there is a lot of target competition. So I don't, I I would say overall, this is a leave them for me. Jamison Crowder is a leave them. I prefer Elijah Moore out of the New York Jets wide receivers. Okay, fair enough. I think that's good analysis there at wide receiver for me personally. Uh, Again, it's going to come more down to roster construction. And the other part too is not everybody plays in PPR versus non-PPR leagues, PPR, Crowder, far more valuable than he is in a non-PPR. It would be a leave him PPR. I would take him. Uh, Now, this this player I will not take going into the season, so I'm very curious what Davis will do because I I have to say that I am concerned with Ezekiel Elliott uh, and the wear and tear on him just with the amount of carries that he has. Uh, Is Ezekiel Elliott a Hall of Famer? He may end up being in in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He was that good. But his ADP, is this right here? His ADP is six overall? Okay. Uh, last year, 979 rushing yards, 52 receptions, 338 yards, eight touchdowns. You you kind of, I feel like the last couple of months, you've been sort of a defender of, of Zeke a little bit. And, and, I, and I think I made the point that I thought Pollard looked better at different times than him last year. Uh, you're, you're, I, I think that you were saying 
that, look, you can't judge, and the quarterback was out, and the line was a mess. And I, and I think that all of those things were fair, but I'll start off with this one. This is a leave it for me. I will find someone else. So I actually agree with your logic, but disagree with your conclusion, and this is why. To win lots of money playing fantasy football – and, and really to win, even, even you know, your 12-team league, right? We have these overall formats, we have best ball, and then we have just these individual 12-team leagues. There's always going to be a guy who has the season, right? So last year, the guy, it actually wasn't a running back. It was a wide receiver. Stephon Diggs was the player with the highest win rate mm-hmm. of any player last season because he went in the sixth, seventh round, and he went off. The year before, 2019, it was Christian McCaffrey. If you did not have Christian McCaffrey with his, you know, 2,500 scrimmage yards and 20 touchdowns, you simply were not going to win. Like, it's just the way it was. So I agree with you. Pollard looks better than Zeke. I agree with you that Zeke is, uh, does not look like he is in the best physical shape. All of these things are true. The team would be better off not paying him this contract. But if you want to talk about a guy who can have the season, Zeke is on the short list of guys who could score more fantasy points than Christian McCaffrey. The reason basically being the Cowboys offense is so good, he could score 22 touchdowns without breaking a sweat. If he just gets good touchdown variance near the goal line and they throw him the ball 80 times, he doesn't even have to perform well to have a good season. So I I hate it, but I do, I am taking Ezekiel Elliott where he goes, mostly just because of the team he plays for. All right. And I, look, we're not going to agree on, on all players. And, and I was, when Zeke came out of college in Ohio state, I remember in those early drafts, I was like, this guy's going to be the number one player in fantasy football. Um, right now. I, I, I don't know. I, I just am really concerned about what I saw last year, even with no quarterback. But again, you look at the history of football and you look at teams where the quarterback goes out and it's an elite quarterback and they're out for a number of games. The running back does tend to turn the other way. And that's what happened last year with Zeke. So maybe I should give more of a benefit of the doubt there. All right. You, you talked about players that you take that could win fantasy football leagues for you. How about Odell Beckham Jr.? His ADP still feels pretty high to me. I don't know. 62. Uh, he's on the Browns, I think, I guess. I mean, is it crazy to say, Davis, that he may not make the team? I don't know. 23 receptions, 319 yards, four touchdowns. They didn't need him at all last year, but he's a league winner. But I feel like I've been saying that for five years, Davis. Odell Beckham Jr., take it or leave it, 62. Yeah, he. I mean, he is going to make the team, but I have no interest in taking him, right? So guys who go after him, Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool, DJ Shark, LaVisca Chenault, Michael Gallup. I mean, I, mean I, I prefer to take his teammate, Jarvis Landry, who goes about pick 100 over him. And I get it. Odell Beckham is great. He, you know, the highlights, he's, he's very handsome, looks great on the commercials, all those things. I just, I cannot, I cannot with Odell Beckham. I have been burned so many times with this guy. He is, a, I believe he's entering into his age 30 season, which feels crazy. Feels like we've been waiting on him to, you know, re- return to his rookie form ever since he was a rookie. But I am, I am leaving Odell Beckham Jr. for other drafters. Yeah, it, it's it feels like he should be taking like ADP ninety or a hundred. It feels like just way too uh, bullish on, on Beckham, but he still has a great name. And yeah, I mean, I suppose you're right. It is foolish for me to think he's not going to make the team. But even that, the fact that that comes out of my mouth leads me to believe that this guy is just not who we thought he was going to end up being. So, all right. Well, we waited long enough. For those of you who watch our series every day and look for previews of the fantasy football season, we're probably going to end up doing this all over again when we get closer to the year. But we held out on the Green Bay Packers. Davis and I and Brett, we talked about it. We said, let's not do the Packers until Aaron Rodgers determines his fate. Well, this guy went on a golf course a couple of days ago and said, I ain't telling you anything. So we got to do the Packers. We're going to take care of them next. Stay on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Have you ever, you know, read a book or have you ever watched a TV show or saw a tweet that you thought there was a chance, Davis, that the next day you'd want to delete it from existence? I kind of feel like we're about to do that right now <laughs> here with the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> I got to be honest. Um, I like I, I don't mind being wrong at all. I think it's funny, but I, I hate delivering content that is useless and we've gotten to the point now where we've done every single NFL team. And I fully thought that, and I think I said this, that by the time we get to July, I, I thought it was very presumptuous, Davis, to think that Aaron Rodgers was going to make some sort of decision in May or June. Like they're just, you know, he's going to put them up against it and then make the call. But we are getting really close to that point now with training camp. I don't think that, that uh, Rodgers can play with them and not playing in the preseason and playing in training camp. I don't think that. But, boy, he is really making it interesting. And it would have been very easy for him to say the other day, Davis, that, yes, I'm going to be back and, and we'll work it out. But he didn't give any indication whatsoever. So here we are doing a fantasy football preview of the Packers because because they're the last team left. We waited long enough. we got to do it. I mean, yeah, and they have two players, Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, who are going in the second round of drafts right now. There are there are millions of dollars being laid out right now on fantasy football drafts where we don't know the answer. And if we knew the answer, uh, the average draft positions of a lot of their players would be different. I will uh, I will just add my little caveat, and then you can do yours. I think the things that Aaron Rodgers said during the match – this is what this is what I think is going to happen. Okay. I think Rodgers is miserable. I think he hates the Packers, but I think he hates the idea of wasting a year where he can still physically perform more. And so I think we are going to have one last unhappy season between Aaron Rodgers and between the Green Bay Packers. I think this is very last dancey with Aaron Rodgers, right? Remember how basically the Bulls were like Oh, we hate that. We hate the ownership. We don't like the GM. We don't want it. We don't even really like Phil. Like we just don't, we just do not want to do this. I think that's what we see with Aaron Rodgers, where he's just like, I don't want to be here, but I'm not wasting a year of my, my body, you know, not playing football. I, I think he's playing and I think he's playing with the Packers, but we, we've been wrong about a lot of stuff. And, and, and the one thing that I will say about fantasy football is that, my opinion on being a hundred percent on something going into draft season completely changed when Andrew Luck retired. It changed everything for me. It made me realize that yes, I want to draft as close as I can uh, to the season starting for sure, for crazy reasons like that. But if a guy like Andrew Luck can come out of nowhere, Davis, and simply just say, I'm done. And by the way, not come back similar to how Barry Sanders, when I was a kid did that in fantasy football, we used to draft Barry Sanders, by the way, Davis, two or three years after he retired. We kept drafting him, thinking he was going to come back. It was too insane. Um, I I get that same feeling with this. I get that same feeling that we're all burning ourselves right now, assuming this, but I agree with you. I I don't think he can sit out an entire year. I will be really nervous if he does not play in training camp. I will be really nervous at that point, because that means that it's more than a statement. He's looking to maybe not play. Uh, So, All that being said, let's make the assumption he does. He threw for 4,200 yards last year, 149 rushing yards. Yes, he threw for 50 
one touchdowns last season and Jordan Love has shown nothing to this point to look like he was a uh, anything except a distraction for what we're talking about right now so Davis uh, under the assumption Rodgers is back in Green Bay uh, do you think that these numbers are sustainable another 50 yard season and 4,000 yards so if Aaron Rodgers is there in training camp again, and I'm not, I'm done making caveats. The rest of this, the rest of this discussion, Aaron Rodgers is on the team for 17 games. I think that his fantasy performance will be very similar to how it was last season. Do I think he will have 51 touchdowns? No, I don't think that he will have 51 touchdowns. I think that uh, where he is being drafted in best ball drafts is honestly about where he should go. Rodgers actually had his highest TD rate of his career last season. 9.1% of his touchdown passes or of his passes went for touchdowns last year. Compared that to 6.3% for his career, 4.6, 4.2, and 6.7 the three years before that. I think Rodgers is more like those quarterbacks, you know, the, the 2016, 2017, 2018 than he was last season. So the market might be a little bit too high on Rodgers in general. For example, for fantasy, I prefer Justin Herbert. I prefer Russell Wilson. And that is even with the idea of Rodgers playing 17 games. Yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in total agreement. And and again, uh, hoping for more clarity here. But again, we press on. Running back Aaron Jones has been an absolute monster. Signed very early on, Davis. I thought that was really smart by him, by the way. you know, Why, why break anything if it's not broken? Just go back and do what you do. They drafted A.J. Dillon just basically for insurance. I don't think we're going to see him at all. Sorry to say. Uh, Kylan Hill was really good at Mississippi State. I remember this kid from the SEC. I watch SEC football. I'm a Gator. Uh, I may have some late interest in best balls in him, but Dillon for me will go too high. Aaron Jones is the man, Davis. He's going to play every game. Jamal Williams is not there. He's, there's a lot to like, provided the quarterback is there. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Aaron Jones is that his entire career in Green Bay, they really have not played him that many snaps. I mean, last season, uh, he only played over 70% of snaps uh, in five different games. That's pretty low for a running back who was drafted that high. And then if you want to go look back at his record-breaking season, right, where he finished as a running back one, he actually was playing... 50% of the snaps about half the time. He was ceding a lot of work to Jamal Williams, which is why the market is so interested in A.J. Dillon. Now, A.J. Dillon is a different style of running back than Jamal Williams. Uh, he was targeted only twice last season uh, in all the games that he played, and he was not a, a big receiving back at Boston College either. 21 receptions his three years, including uh, his first year at Boston College, this is true, A.J. Dillon, 300 rushing attempts, zero receptions his freshman year at Boston College. I've always found that to be a very wild stat. But I, I like A.J. Dillon a little bit more than you. I mean, and obviously I think he's got very high upside if Aaron Jones were to get banged up. But they they might use him kind of in that Jamal Williams-style role, maybe some goal line work. I mean, they took him very high. They took him in the second round, which is was, again, just a, what a mystifying decision that was by the Packers at the time. Well, well. speaking of which, we can continue to be mystified that there's no wide receiver help on this team outside of Devontae Adams. Again, 1,374 receiving yards, 18 touchdowns, first-round pick in fantasy for sure. And then this cast of characters that I see here, uh, no thank you on all. Lazard, Valdez-Scantling, Funchess, um, maybe Amari Rogers. I saw him play in the championship game or the, the playoff game. I mean, he, he could be something, but... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know here, Davis. I, I, I've seen all of these receivers at different times have good games, but never consistently over like a five-game basis. Can any of them? I mean, if one, if I was going to take one of them, it would be Valdez Scantling. And it would, I mean, obviously he is the prototypical. You would rather have him in best ball than in any other format. Mm -hmm. uh, he led the NFL in yards per reception last year. He scored six touchdowns last season, but they all came in bunches. I mean, he had a two TD game. He had uh, a game with four receptions, 149 yards, and a touchdown. Like, they're all, all his weeks are going to be bunched up. He's never coming at you with a 12 target, 10 reception, 88 yard game. It's all going to be down the field. And of course, he is the most tied to Aaron Rodgers' performance. I'm not interested in Lazard at all. Definitely interested in taking a couple darts on Amari Rodgers, who I think is a, a pretty fascinating 
player. Uh, there, there was a little bit of talk before the NFL draft that whichever team drafted him would maybe give him some snaps at running back. If you want to remember, Ty Montgomery, Randall Cobb, both of those guys did the same thing. Uh, the Packers seem to have, you know, good institutional history with with guys like Amari Rogers. So I am pretty interested in throwing darts at him. And I think he, by the way, would be a guy who would really benefit from the presence of Aaron Rodgers with those quick screen pass and throws that Rodgers is so good at. Yeah, and look, Rodgers would want nothing more, Davis, than to make this kid a star. Like, it would be something else that he could put under his belt for sure, like he did with Adams. Uh, okay, so a tight end. I mean, Tunyon just came on like I don't even know what in the second half. Of the game. And he ended up with 11. I did not realize he ended up with 11 touchdowns. Uh, the yardage was not that impressive, but he was a big goal line guy. 586 receiving yards, and then Mercedes Lewis will block a little bit. So where's Tunyon for you? I mean, I have not taken Tunyon in one draft and won't. I mean, I just, he has got to be the biggest project, the, the, the biggest uh, product of Aaron Rodgers' performance ever. And if Lazard has a better season, if MVS has a better season, if Amari Rodgers contributes right away. I mean, even Devin Funchess, right? We haven't seen him play since 2019. Devin Funchess was a tight end in college. Uh, I would imagine he still can block a little bit. I, the team's probably pretty excited to use Devin Funches, actually, given that they went through another offseason without really adding any weaponry for Aaron Rodgers. I just I cannot imagine drafting Robert Tunyon where he goes. He gives me big t- – you remember Gary Barnage, that tight end for the Cleveland Browns, yeah, who had that Cleveland. one uh, – yeah, he had that, that one season – uh, where he scored nine touchdowns and then was out of football 18 months later. Like, that's the vibe that I get from Robert Tunyon. Yeah, that's extreme, but I, I see that too. This the, That does not seem sustainable. To, to and, and again, touchdowns are not really a predictable outcome in, in fantasy. And and again, you're dealing with so much uncertainty. All right, so our, our final Aaron Rodgers conversation until, I don't know, a week or two. I feel like I have not asked you this question, Davis, in a, in a month. Yes or no on Rodgers with the Packers this year? Here we go again. Do it. Yes or no? He does. He plays. He's playing for the Packers. Seventeen games with the Packers. He's doing it. All right. So there you go. Yeah, I, I agree for now, but still early. Still in July. Okay. Fantasy reality is coming up. Our producer Brett Levy is standing by at the FanDuel Sportsbook to roll off some interesting questions for the day. So stay on the grid. We'll be back in just two minutes. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Craig Mitch along with Davis Maddock. We got fantasy or reality uh, coming up. In addition to that, of course, plenty of baseball talk tomorrow on the show. Gray Albright will be with us to recap the first half of the season. 
Jim Sanis to preview a little NASCAR with us. Good to catch up with Jim again and plenty more here on the show every day, noon to 2 Eastern here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. All right, uh, we got Brett Levy hanging out at the FanDuel Sportsbook today. Uh, he seems like, I don't know, looking at his face here off camera, that he seems like he made a little money today over at the FanDuel Sportsbook. I don't know. It depends on the day with Brett, but it looks like you did okay today. So hopefully the questions are as good as your bets. What do you got, Brett? Yeah, the horse races have just started, Craig, so we're doing okay so far. We haven't lost anything yet. But the NBA yesterday announced their new logo for the 75th anniversary of the NBA. You can see it up on the screen here in a second. But we got to ask, and Davis, we'll start with you, the NBA 75th anniversary logo, a special logo for the 75th season, is a good idea is this a fantasy or reality you know for me i i love stuff like this even if it was something they only used for a year right like they made all the jerseys all the hats all the merchandise for everything you know for for one season i'm on board with that uh, you know obviously the guy who is the logo jerry west I mean, let's be honest, Jerry West is not the face of the NBA anymore. If I, if I uh, you know, went into a gym and uh, saw a pickup game of basketball and I was like, hey, do you guys know who the logo is? They'd be like, what do you mean who the logo is? They wouldn't even know that it was modeled after a player. They would just assume that it was uh, a logo of a guy playing basketball. So if you made the logo, I mean, you know, if it was me, I, I think probably they would make it a silhouette of Kobe Bryant doing you know that one famous dunk at staples i would be on board with that a michael jordan logo maybe i mean kobe feels more appropriate but i i'm on board I, this is a reality to me i think this is a good idea yeah i mean th there is part of me that is that has it as a good idea you actually took some of the the stuff that i was going to say there I, I i think that this 75th anniversary was really the opportunity for the nba to change the logo honestly i thought that this would have been at least what we would call Davis like a trial balloon. Like maybe they would say, hey, for one year we're making the logo Michael Jordan or making it Kobe Bryant. I personally would make it Michael Jordan. But again, uh, you know, the majority of the NBA uh, players are African-American. I think it is time uh, for that to be represented. And I and I don't I don't think it's a racial issue at all. I, I just think it's time to move away from Jerry West and, and move yeah. it to, uh, or Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. I mean, you mentioned Kobe. I, I don't think so personally. I mean, it's as wonderful as Kobe was, rest in peace. Michael Jordan to me should, should be it. Uh, I, I don't know if that ends up happening, but I, I think this was the missed opportunity for that. Where, you know, maybe to say, hey, we're going to try it for a year and that's it. And then we'll go back to the old, but they chose not to. So yes, it's a good idea. It's going to sell a lot for the NBA. People are going to want it on their hat, on their shirt, on their Jersey. Yes. But I, I continually am waiting for, for that to change to, to Michael Jordan. But it hasn't yet. So, good. yes, reality for me, but missed opportunity. All right. So our next question, we're going to go out to the Conor McGregor and the UFC because I'm not sure if you know, guys, but he is fighting this weekend, and it's kind of a big deal. McGregor Poirier, uh, this is their third event. McGregor lost in uh, the second one. He actually made comments yesterday saying how he wasn't ready to go to the fight in, Man in January because he was working on a boxing match with Manny Pacquiao. So, Craig, we'll start with you for this one. Fantasy or reality, Conor McGregor is still a big deal. Is this a fantasy or reality? Yeah, look, look, we, we have just seen exhibition matches with Mike Tyson sell millions of dollars in viewership. And, and Conor McGregor, while he's not in Mike Tyson's category, is still a very popular figure. Uh, Jake Paul is a very uh, popular figure, and so is Logan Paul. So he is still a big deal, but you were very kind, Brett, with saying that he lost. He got destroyed the last time these two guys went at it. And if I'm not mistaken, McGregor is in that Brett Favre category of retirement. I think he's done it like three or four times, but he's a character. He gets in trouble. He doesn't play by the rules. He's one of those legends of the sport, and he's still hanging around. So my guess is he loses, loses again, says he retires, and then, and then uh, you know, Davis, we're going to see him back in like two or three years again. So for that reason, he is a big deal. He's very popular, 
but uh, you know he's not relevant he's just a popular guy and popular people who are who are a little bit on the nuts side sell and and that's all this is going into saturday i think yeah, I mean, yeah, you you hit the nail on the head. Like, I don't care about Conor McGregor. I don't I don't find him entertaining. I think he is. Uh, I don't know any soundbite I have ever heard from him. I've been like, well, I definitely didn't need to hear that. I'm not a boxing guy. I'm not an MMA guy. I I have never watched an MMA fight. But if we're gonna be fair, there are people out there who are like, well, I've never watched golf. I don't care. But they know who Tiger Woods yeah, is, true. and Conor McGregor is like Conor McGregor would be that guy for for mma like he is the the best the most popular the most famous mma guy so anytime he does something it's going to be covered it's going to be talked about like there there's just there's just no way around it yeah and, and i and i think with golf it's like people would would make fun of you davis and saying you're more interested in brooks kepka than you are conor mcgregor but that doesn't mean it's wrong there are some people who like different things and that's why we're not crapping on conor mcgregor we realize the popularity of him and the person that he is it's not compelling for us but for a lot of people out there it is and people will spend money on it and they will watch it this weekend so yes he still is a big deal brett but he's just not relevant in the sport anymore all right yeah i think that's fair our next question it's paris fashion week so you know we had to talk about it because Kanye West, James Harden, and Little Baby were seated together at the Balenciaga fashion show yesterday. We have a great photo of them. And we got to know if you guys would have any interest in doing this. So, Davis, we'll start with you. You would attend a fashion show. Davis, is this a fantasy or reality? I mean, this is a this is a reality for me. Like, I think this is cool, but I like I would never want to wear real high fashion clothes. Like, I just don't I don't think it would be uh, a particularly good look for me. But like, I I really enjoy rap music, and then also, you know, I, I've talked about liking skateboarding and stuff on the show before. Like, the biggest influence on high fashion for a long time has been like streetwear, street culture, skateboarding, like the the big baggy jeans. We actually see in our little graphic there, you see Harden and his buddies all wearing the big baggy jeans. Those have come back around from skateboarding. Like it's uh, a lot a lot of a lot of what you see in high fashion comes from street culture. So I, I would be interested. I would also love to see all of the uh, you know the big the big famous dudes. Like that would be fun for me. Like I, I think that this would be a fun experience. So this is a reality for me. Yeah, but but I think in order for you to go, Davis, you are going to have to. I don't know if you're allowed to say that this is a reality without acknowledging that you're going to have to get a little dressed to go. I think you're going to have to put some. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll dress up, but I'm not. I'm not wearing. I'm not wearing any like crazy stuff. But I'll, you know, I'll, I'll put on whatever they want me to put on. I guess. All right, so there you go. So it's acceptable reality. So I'm I'm thinking this through, and and this should be something where where uh, I have like common knowledge of it. So I have attended a fashion show in the past and the fashion show I attended was work related. It was put on now, man, I don't know. I can't even remember a hundred percent, but it was definitely done by the Miami Dolphins. I'm a hundred percent certain of that. I believe it included all of their players and it was some sort of charitable thing I want to say Jason Taylor was involved in it. Man, I don't remember exactly what it was. So this is a reality that I would attend it. But I would say, Davis, that given the option of attending or not, like if my wife came to me and said, hey, we have tickets to go to this fashion show. Do you want to go or should I ask someone else? I would always pivot in this case to go ahead and ask someone else. Now, that doesn't happen a lot, Davis. Honestly, my wife was going to make me go a lot of times to these sort of things. But if I had the option, I think I would say no. Definitely the Dolphins used to do some sort of fashion show, and I was there. I think Ricky Williams may have been in it too. Like, I, I, don't, I don't even remember exactly what went down there, but I was at one. So that that's, I guess, a reality for me. Yeah, I think uh, I think that I think that sounds about right. I mean, I, I guess I probably agree with you. This wouldn't even be something that I would be like, oh, hey, you know, like uh, to my girlfriend, I'd be like, oh, you know, do you want to go to this? I don't think if I knew it was happening, I would want to go. It would be like, oh, 
you can go and it's part of like an experience where you get to go with like, you know, famous rapper X, Y, or Z, or like, uh, like Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are putting on a fashion show in Kansas city. Like it would, it would have to be something like that. Like the, the draw for me would be the associated celebrity, uh, maybe a performance, maybe it's like a, a hybrid concert type thing. Like that would be, that would be what would get me there. Like I'm not, I'm not there because I have a strong opinion on high fashion or because I follow like, you know, what, uh, what uh, Louis Vuitton is doing this season. Like I, the, the type of fashion that I like is probably a little bit more, uh, probably a little bit more financially attainable. Like I've, I'm never spending, you know, $900 on a pair of shoes. Yeah, you're you're the Instagram buyer. I remember you uh, you mentioning that. Yes. Uh, you know, you get sucked into buying, you know, on stuff on Instagram. Uh, Brett, how about you? I know Brett. They, look, you worked in the NBA. You've been around this sort of stuff for a long time. Was there ever an event, Brett, that the NBA team put on, where they they set up the red carpet and put like the floor down, and Brett Levy was out of the video room and 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 watching the, uh, you know, the the fashion show. Is that accurate? Any anything to that? No, I was never a part of anything like that. But that sounds like a fun charity event. Uh, guys like getting dressed up. They like showing off their swag, Craig. So I could definitely see a team doing that and riding Miami's coattails there and putting on a charity fashion show. Yeah, it was definitely Miami Dolphins related. And I looked this morning and I tried to Google it. And it, and it seemed like they've been doing these for a long time. And I don't remember which one that I went to, but I, but I, it definitely was a Miami Dolphins uh, based event. And, and again, I do live in an area here in South Florida. Uh, people, when I say I'm in South Florida, people say you live on South beach. We've been down this conversation before I live in Broward County, which is about 30, 35 minutes from South beach. But yes, because of that, naturally there's all of these sort of events that go on here. And, uh, and that's part of the, the conversation. So, uh, quick update here from baseball. We've got games starting in about 10 minutes from now. There is one game going on that I am hosting with you guys, so I am not watching and just kind of following along on a second screen. And it looks like the Dodgers now lead the Marlins 4-1. to one. Uh, Chris Taylor with a double in the top of the fifth inning. So Miami had won the first three games in that series. We'll see if they come back or if the Dodgers take game four. Miami also announced... Uh, a guest of this show, Don Mattingly, will be back to manage them in 2022. So I would guess that unless I say something insane to Don Mattingly over the next few months, he'll be back and, and we'll be on our show previewing that for us next year. Okay, our final break is here on the program. Coming up next, it's time for the Sports Grid 60. So we'll have a final comment on the show. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow we are back previewing the big NASCAR race this weekend. Also recapping the first half of the baseball season with Rasmus Gray Albright fantasy football discussion as well. So stay on the grid. We're back in just two minutes with the Sports Grid at 60. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid. We've had a short week this week with the off day on Monday, but of course, Davis and I will recap everything tomorrow here on the show, so make sure you get with us and get on the grid. Let's turn it over to Davis for today's Sports Grid 60. All right, I got something we uh, we got to get rid of. Third place games in soccer tournaments. They do this in the World Cup. They do this mm-hmm. in the Copa America. I, I actually don't know if they do it for the European Championships. I guess I will find out when I wake up tomorrow morning and I start to check, uh, you know, the, the lobbies of uh, the DFS sites for soccer. But just like these guys are tired. I mean, athletes in general, every sport, soccer, super they they really have played so many games over a short period but no one cares about a third place game the the teams playing don't care i'm sure the fans don't really care about the third place game do away with third place games that don't have any implications we we don't need it all right i want to end with uh, some somebody who listened to the show I, I think listened i don't think watched yesterday uh but somebody had mentioned to me and asked me the question who had been following this show for baseball uh, asked me, am I legitimately watching all of these NBA games that you're, that I'm talking about? And when all of a sudden did I get back into the NBA? So uh, it was really interesting because I thought about it and I wanted to answer this correctly. And I, and I don't think I'm going to answer it correctly in the sense by saying, yes, I have been watching the NBA. Yes, I have gotten back into it this year. But I think that there is a lesson to be learned from this, not just from broadcasting, but also life in general. You have to be willing in your life, whatever you do, to adjust. And you have to be willing to accept things as they move on, such as we're going to talk NBA on this show. So I have to be prepared to do it. Davis could probably say the same thing about Major League Baseball. He knows he's doing the show with me. We're going to talk baseball as well. So that would kind of be my goal and my recommendation at the end of the day. If you take something from this show, it doesn't necessarily have to be about things you like to do or want to do, but your ability to change and to adjust and trust can lead to success. And hopefully that has made at least you guys believe that I'm watching the NBA a lot this season. That'll do it for the show. Thanks again, of course, to Spencer and uh, Connell, Brett, Danny, and Ryan, Davis. I'm Craig. See you tomorrow. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.